So this morning on Morning Joe, they talked about Donald Trump's endorsement of Hungary's Viktor Orban. And Donald Trump said, Orban loves his country. Viktor Orban has done a powerful and wonderful job. Orban is respected by all. You know, he used these platitudes like he always does to, to exonerate and lift up Viktor Orban as some sort of a blueprint for America. That's exactly what he's doing here, folks. What he sees in Viktor Orban is what he wants to see in the United States of America. And it's not just Donald Trump. It's powerful Republicans out there that feel the exact same way. Have a listen to this clip. In his bid for re-election, in a statement yesterday, the former president wrote that Viktor Orban has, quote, done a powerful job in stopping illegal immigration, creating jobs and trade. He added that the prime minister is a strong leader and respected by all. The far-right Orban has been open about his anti-democratic views, proudly touting his efforts to build a, quote, illiberal state. To do this, the nationalist leader has taken measures, including rewriting election laws to favor his party, changing school textbooks, removing press freedoms, and overhauling Hungary's constitution. Orban, an early supporter of Trump, was granted an Oval Office meeting by then president, by the then president in 2019, his first since 1998. And this is not the first time pre the president, the former president, has endorsed a far-right leader. Last October, Trump endorsed Brazilian president hey, uh, Bolsonaro in his bid for re-election. On the same day, the Brazilian Senate recommended that he face criminal charges for his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic, alleging he let COVID-19 rage freely in the country to test out herd immunity. So in that clip, you heard Mika say that Orban was open about his anti-democratic views. Orban rewrote election laws to favor his party, which is what Republicans are trying to do right now in the United States. Orban overhauled his country's constitution. He even rewrote textbooks, for God's sakes. Someone asked him how he was going to win re-election, and he said something to the effect that it helps if you don't have any opposition. Folks, people like me that talk about this stuff, they don't like it, and they've shut all of that down in Hungary. The point here, folks, and I'm not telling you anything new, is that 30% of America, or thereabouts, has had a love affair with Donald Trump. And at this point, folks, that 30% of America, after all these years of Donald Trump nibbling on their ears, I think that they really should take a pregnancy test. Because I think after what's been going on here with Donald Trump in the past four or five years, that there's a lot of Americans out there that are showing signs of pregnancy, and they really should get tested. And folks, the point here is that what makes all of this especially dangerous is that Donald Trump's endorsement of Viktor Orban is more than that. That's what he would do if he was elected again. And like I said, it's not just Donald Trump, it's a lot of powerful Republicans out there, and they're all reinforced, of course, by the media. Tucker Carlson last October was in Hungary, and he was extolling about the virtues of Viktor Orban's way of government. Look at how he's doing things over here. We should do that over here. So how did Viktor Orban accomplish all of this? Take a look at this article, folks. Undermining civil society. After his 2010 election, Orban set out to centralize power. He took over the media through a combination of political and financial pressure, regulation, censorship, and disinformation. 
Then he went after the judiciary. He weakened the rule of law by stacking Hungary's constitutional court with allies, limiting its jurisdiction and forcing the early retirement of judges. His next target was civil society. He accused organizations that received funding from abroad abroad of serving foreign interest and arranged for the investigation of groups critical to the government while also attacking intellectual freedom. After an extended regulatory campaign, the article goes on to say, last month Orban forced one of Europe's leading international graduate institutions, the Central European University, to leave the country by refusing to allow it to continue awarding U.S. accredited degrees in Hungary. So that's just a little bit of how they do it there, folks. And how can we stop this from happening in the United States? Of course, by passing the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Act as soon as possible. I mean, we've got to do this. Of course, we'd have to change the filibuster to to do this. Not that it ever hasn't been done before, folks. Have a listen to this clip also from Morning Joe this morning. At the heart of this... Uh, is not just simply uh, the vote for African-Americans, but it's really, it cuts to the heart of our democracy, as Leader Schumer is talking about. And I hope, I hope Senator Manchin and Senator Sinema uh, understand the seriousness of this and, 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 and lead us and, and, and conclude that the carve-out for the filibuster is necessary. Well, I, I certainly hope so as well. And by the way, any Republicans uh, screaming about a carve-out for the filibuster are just hypocrite, hypocrites. Uh, as much as, uh, let's say, Chuck Schumer would be if he came out and said, hey, we need to get rid of the filibuster uh, altogether because he certainly has been a defender of it in the past. But again, Harry Reid made an exception for federal judges. Mm. Mitch McConnell made an exception uh, for Supreme Court judges. Uh, The entire Senate, uh, or most of the Senate, made an exception for raising the debt ceiling. If they want to do it, they can do it. And uh, any senator right. going, oh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to do anything that would, that would uh, somehow impede upon uh, how sa- sacrosanct the filibuster is, well, they just have to look back to about a month ago when it wasn't so necessary for American democracy that they didn't brush it aside to raise the debt ceiling. They need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Harry Reid made an exception for federal judges. Mitch McConnell himself even made an exception for Supreme Court judges. Just a month ago, Joe said, we made an exception to raise the debt ceiling. They need to do it again, he said. And folks, it's not that we need to do it again. We have to do it again. We have to do it again, change the filibuster so that we can pass this voting rights legislation in America to prevent the wet dream of what Republicans see happened in Orban's Hungary from happening here in the United States of America. And folks, as always, if you enjoy the content, please don't forget to click subscribe. And until next time.